Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs, executives, and professionals who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. Hello. On today's episode, we're talking about motivation and how it ain't loyal. Not at all. (laughs) So have you ever uttered one of these sentences? I don't feel like it. It's so hard. I don't have time. I'll get started when I, I'll do it after I, I'm comfortable in the skin that I, that I'm in. I'm fine the way I am. It's not that important to me. Don't forget, I don't want to mess my hair up. Oh, classic. I don't want to mess my hair up. Sweat it out. Right. And so if you've uttered any of those sentences, then this episode is for you. Because motivation ain't loyal. Not at all. And today we're going to talk about how to get stuff done without motivation, without being motivated. The big M. This is huge. Whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to run a business, whether you're trying to move up in your current company, whether you're trying to start a family, work on your marriage. The fact of the matter is, it's very rare that we're motivated in the moment that we need to do it. Absolutely. Or we may be motivated in that moment the next day, the same moment that happened yesterday. You just don't feel the same. And then it throws you off. It throws you off. It could be the same setup, like noon, um, the family's gone or you're with your workout buddy and you're just not motivated. And you're just not motivated. And you have to stop relying on motivation to get stuff done. Correct. You know, you get so much more done when you tap into a whole nother level of mental discipline and stop relying on feeling motivated. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today, give you some tips on how you can start shifting your action taking um, and let it be driven by the need to get stuff done and the necessity of it versus just being motivated to do it because you'll never accomplish your goals if you're relying on motivation. But first, <laughs> wait, wait what? what? Wait, what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either heard, saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, what? <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro, bro, bro. I cannot wait to tell you this. So I was training one of like my favorite clients recently at the gym and her and I were friends before she was a client. Okay. So we have like years of history together. And so we're we're just getting started on our session, warming up on the treadmill. She's, you know, walking whatever. We're chatting about things that went on in the weekend. She's like, "Man, I got to get rid of this fupa." Wait. <laughs> what? And I'm like, "What is a fupa?" <clears throat> you ready? No. A fupa is a fat upper P-U-S-S-Y area. Okay, on next week's episode, this one has to shut down. (laughs) (laughs) On next week's episode, we're going to just, you know, shut it down, right? I'm not ready. No, no. I I, I, I never heard of it. And I'm not sure. And I think that was the, the, the earth's way of protecting me. That's too much. I shut down my treadmill and walked off. As you should have. Yeah, I walked off. 
Yeah. She was dying laughing. I'm like, I cannot with you. I said, a what? She said, I got to get rid of this fupa. I said, what is a fupa? A fat upper P area. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, I'm like, okay, I don't even know what you mean. I'm like, how far up above, you know? And she like pointed to her belly, but it's like your really, really low abs. So you know how if you've maybe been losing weight and your stomach starts dropping, if you had a bit underbelly though, apparently it's instead of an underbelly, it's an upper P area. No, she made that up. She She did not. So that's what I thought. I was like, you're making up stuff. And she's like, no, Lisa, you don't watch. So some show. One of the hip hop, one of the reality shows, and some girl said it on the show, and she's like, and I think the girl's name is Drea. She's like, Drea said to so this other girl on the show, Ugh, look at your fupa. <laughs> Stop it, right? I know. I think sometimes I, I feel like so worldly in the world, and then sometimes I'm just like, no, that's too much for my untouched ears like i'm just you too innocent i'm too innocent you 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 should not know what a fupa is i should have never found out what a fupa was (laughs) yeah in my life yeah so um we got goals out here and you might want to work on your legs you might want to work on your arms and your core but we're working on fupas i'm so annoyed (laughs) right now how pleased you are how shocked i am if you guys could see her face it is so (laughs) satisfied because she knows that i'm over here trying not to be like for real for real <laughs> i knew you were gonna be just like me like what is a fupa a fupa yeah yeah that should have been discussed i because we don't know each other's weight what you know i feel like you should have literally nope. no i want to allude to it i want tipping you off no <laughs> the shock value is the best okay yeah all right i wish i could shock you right back like oh did you hear of a dupa like, <laughs> oh no <laughs> Right, so you should let me go first because my way, what don't be rubbing your hands together. I cannot stand her. Oh, what is where I come to? Okay, so my way, what is not nearly as disrespectful, yeah, disrespectful. My innocence got disrespected, but um, so um, as you may know, no, you don't know. I gave up for 40 days, so some people do it for Lent, they give up this and they give up that. And I decided this year that every uh, every March 7th, which is my mother's birthday, I'm going to try to elevate. You know, we, we talked about overachieving on the last week's podcast. And so, of course, I feel like I have to level up at some point. And I just don't want to get too comfortable. You always think you're doing great until you realize, hey, I've hit uh, Panera too many times this week. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? You think you're just out here bossing. So I to make sure that I'm just not too far into my comfort zone and that I am still, you know, challenging myself. I said every day, I mean, every year on my mother's birthday, I'm going to do something that forces me out of my comfort zone. So this year I chose to give up a number of things for 40 days. Um, I gave up alcohol, wine, like no alcohol whatsoever. I gave up bread. I gave up fried foods. I gave up refined sugar. So if it's not from a natural source, then um, I'm not going to have it. And the day that I come back <laughs> to reality is April 16th. So, um, you know, so this is what I've been doing. And actually, it hasn't been that hard as long as, you know, I have something with me when I run errands and things like that to eat. I've even had to run into a grocery store once or twice when I was running errands. Like, let me go grab something that I can consume when I'm out, not to eat fast food. Right. So anyway, I had a hotel party for my son last night. He turned eight, a pool party, a sleepover pool party. 
And so we were eating breakfast this morning and miraculously I found some oatmeal, original oatmeal, some bananas, walnuts, and um cinnamon. At the hotel? At the at, yeah, it's free breakfast, continental breakfast. But I ne- they never give you something that so I'm usually just sitting there looking at everybody else unless there's some potatoes or something. Right. Um so yeah, I had that in an orange. And my nephew was like why aren't you eating this and why aren't you eating that? He was like, you know, go get some juice. I was like, oh, I gave up sugar. Right. He was like, what? He looked at me like he was like, how he was like, how can you live or something like that? <laughs> and then so my daughter was like, well, why didn't you just get a bagel? I said, oh, I gave up bread for 40 days. Why did my daughter, I, you know, you know a person and you think you know all of their little things they, they do. Why did her little 10 year old self? Grab her chest like she was having a heart attack. Slid her chair back like two feet with her other arm in the air. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> when did bread get this deep? I'm like, seriously, guys? Oh, like, bread is deep. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, bread is serious with people. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Because I'm like, you're 10. What do you know about clutching your chest? Right. Sliding your chair back? Like, it's, what so, do you know yeah. about clutching your pearls? <laughs> It was so funny to me. It was so cute to me because I've never seen her do that. But I was like, wow. So, so bread. That, that was Morgan's weight what? That, that was her weight what? What <laughs> my weight what? Like, you're not eating bread for what, 40 days? And my nephew's weight what? Was you not, no sugar for 40 days? And then what's so funny is when I tell people about my challenge, they're always like, but you don't eat anything anyway. Like, you're already vegan. Right, you're, you're already. You're giving up life. Is what yeah, you're yeah. I was like, no. You, you guys never seen me go get that black bean burger with the fries? You never seen that? Oh, I gave her fried food too. Yeah. Fried food. Right. Um. And they're like, yeah, but I've only seen you do it like a couple times. Right. I was like, yeah, but those couple times add up in the month. I'm like, so by the end of 30 days, I may have had it five or six times. Right. And you guys don't realize that. So, yeah, that's my way. What people's absolute shock and being appalled, even kids. Yeah. <laughs> with, well, what I gave up for 40 days. But you know what? It's fine. And I just wanted to say that when you do give up something and you – because. I was invited out to Baker's by my brother-in-law. He invited all of us out, like the women, and we were going to go to celebrate my mom's birthday. And he was like, first drink, round of drinks on me. Uh-huh. And I'm instantly like, oh, I'm not drinking right now. But I was definitely going to go. Right. And I was thinking about the satisfaction that I would wake up with in the morning, knowing that I sat there, I didn't eat, because I wasn't going to partake in any of the fast food, of course, right. or the takeout food. I was just going to sit there, drink my tea, eat before I went. And I was actually thinking about, how good I was going to feel the next day. Yes. Yeah. So yes. that's my weight. What? I love it. That is um, having that feeling to look forward to. Looking forward to a feeling of accomplishment. Right. I, that is what's gotten me through a lot of challenges as well. Like I remember I told you about that weekend challenge I did where I'm like, I'm not spending a dime this weekend. Right. I don't care what happens. And I was just fresh into the weekend. I think it was Friday afternoon. And I was considering buying something and I imagined what I would feel like come Monday and checking my accounts again and it's the same amount that it was on Thursday. Right. And I was like, man, like that gave me a little mini high, mm-hmm. like that feeling of accomplishment. So I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And sometimes that's enough to push you to be stronger. Right, right. Especially when you've already felt that sense of accomplishment before. Yes. If you've never felt it, it, it kind of can be like, okay, is it really worth it? Right. I can drink a little bit. It won't right. hurt. I can just make this day up. But when you've already felt it if you already had a challenge or you already killed the work and you're like i'm gonna do that again tomorrow when you've already felt that success and you know 
how you're going to feel if you don't do it versus how you'll feel if you do. Yes. Yeah, that can definitely. So that kind of, you know, can get us right directly into our topic, which is, you know, motivation ain't loyal. Motivation ain't loyal (laughs) at all. Okay, so, you know, guys, if you've ever, have you ever been talking to someone or maybe you hired a coach and in that moment, you're like geeked up. You're mm-hmm. like lit up like, oh my goodness, I cannot wait to get started. I'm about to kill my workout or I am about to destroy this business plan or I am about to just slaughter my, I'm about to sit down and get it done. I can't wait until I get out of this class or I get out of church or mm-hmm. we leave this event so right. I can get this done. And you're just so amped up because maybe you went to hear somebody speak mm-hmm. or maybe you heard something on this podcast that got you hyped up, mm-hmm. you know, and you couldn't wait to try it out. But then, you oh, know, man. three hours later, 24 hours <laughs> later, right? Yeah. And you're and it's time to take action. And you're like, man. What happened? Where, where did all my motivation go from yesterday? Mm-hmm. Why isn't with me right? Like, like I, I was ready to kill this workout. I was ready to meal plan my food, my food for the week. Because Lisa said that one thing about dairy. And I was like, I ain't never touching dairy again, right? Mm-hmm. But then you get home or your, your husband announces taco night tomorrow. Right. Where was your motivation to not have dairy? Where was your motivation? I mean, how do you get around it? I think one of the key components to staying motivated or not, well, what what you said, you have to execute immediately. And that, and part of that execution is deciding right then and there, knowing right then and there, when you make that commitment mentally, that you're not going to stay motivated, knowing that. That is a key component to just know that you will not stay motivated. Okay, so you have to go into a decision knowing yeah. that this motivation won't last it's going and this to won't die carry off. me. It will not carry, you know, that's the first thing I would suggest is knowing that you're not going to, because you're on a high. You know, you're, that's almost like drinking um, some alcohol or drinking some tea and getting that caffeine, thinking that's going to last all day. Yes. And then when 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock comes, and you're like, why don't I feel like I did when I first drank it? Because it's worn off. Yes. So either you have to get something to re-motivate you, such as watching another, listening to another podcast, or go in, or I would suggest going into it knowing the decision you made was for the betterment of your life and not to rely on that high that the decision you made in that moment was to better your life and that you're going to not feel like doing it. And I think that's important to know that you're not going to feel like doing it, but getting it done just like any list you make. And I always take it back to taking your kids to school, making their lunch, or if you are a person that works, going to work, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, doing the things in the business aspect that you are supposed to do, like anything that you feel like you're supposed to do, you do it, whether you feel like it or not. And that's the same thing you have to do when you're not motivated to work out. Why does it not transfer over to working out the same way you're like, oh gosh, I hear my car making this funny noise. Let me go get my brakes done. Mm -hmm. No one wants to sit in an auto shop and get their brakes done, but you, you feel like it's necessary because it's a key component to your life. What will I do without my car? What will I do if my brakes go out? So you, you, you do that mentally, whether you know it or not, Mm -hmm. you're like, I have to get this done. And that's the same thing you have to do with your health and wellness. It is a key component. It is important. It is something that you have to do. Yes, absolutely. And so, so rule number one was to know that your motivation, that your motivation will it ain't loyal. It, it ain't loyal. <laughs> it, ain't lo- it, it will leave you 
quickly. Yes. Okay. Because it came, it will leave you. Right. So step number two, listen closely, guys. We've mentioned the five second rule before. I'm going to give you a new way to use the five second rule. So first, you're in the moment, right? You got your headphones on, you're driving to work, you're listening to some super motivating stuff, whether it be about health and wellness or whether it be about being financially fit or whether you decide, you know what, I need to get my emotions and my psychological in order. I'm going to start meditating. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So you're in the moment. You're hyped up. You're releasing that serotonin. You're releasing that dopamine. Your brain is telling you, go, 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 go. The very next step should be to count down from five and take action. Five four, three, two, one, take action. Okay. So your mental desire has to be paired with a physical action, right? And this is a really cool tip. I'm not responsible for this. um, But this is a really cool tip that I recently heard and learned and that I've implemented in my life. So if I decide that I'm listening to a podcast um, about mindfulness, and I'm listening to the amazing amazing effects of of meditation right and so i'm in the moment and i'm like oh my god this meditation thing has changed this person's life it sounds so powerful to be able to just go inward and be still if it's only for two minutes a day i want to do that i want to be that person that can do that i count down five four three two one i instantly go into my app store and i download the meditation app and create a profile okay I've taken action on that goal. Yeah. Okay. Um, same thing, right? So I'm ready. To, uh, I need to lose this weight. I'm so ready. I've, I'm strolling down Facebook and I saw somebody's transformation photo. I read, I, you know, stalked her page. I see all these captions and all these pictures before and after. This needs to be me. I've been carrying this weight too long. Five, four, three, two. One, I sent her a message because she does coaching. I instantly set up a consultation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, or I call my buddy because I know she's been training with this super great trainer and I asked for the trainer's number and I instantly reach out to the trainer. I'd like to know more. How can, how can you take action right. on whatever it is you want to do in the moment that you're motivated? Mm-hmm. Okay? So a new five-second rule implement this immediately because your motivation ain't loyal it's not gonna be there tomorrow or when you find time next week right Right. don't just put it in a calendar but take action on it oh i really really need life insurance or i really need to figure out how to create a budget i know my homie is so good at that let me shoot her a text right now hey can you pencil me in for some time in your schedule next week to hop on a call for me to come over and you show me how you manage this or how you got rid of all this debt i need to take action Mm -hmm on this thing absolutely absolutely one of my tips is also to stop pretending you're okay with something when you're not and what i mean by that is i i'm friends with numerous people on facebook of course and also instagram and one of my instagram uh followers or somebody that i'm following on instagram she's a big girl and she's always posting things about big girl except big girls i love being a big girl this this and that and then i saw one post where she's like i'm going on this vacation I need to lose some weight. She had a smoothie. She had a healthy meal. She had this, this. And I was like, okay, she's about to get, you know, healthier. She's about to start exercising. She's about, she was talking about working out on that post and everything. And then like two days later, it was back to posting unhealthy food and posting stuff about loving being a big girl and how big girls are this and they're that. Cause she lost the motivation. But instead of just owning it, instead of just saying, I'm, you know, I, I'm slipping up. 
I'm going to get back to it. Instead, she went right back to pretending like I'm happy with this uh-huh. and projecting this. You know, because I've heard some people, have, how people can, became comedians is something they're insecure about and they constantly joked on it so much right. that it, they became a jokester. Right. And they pretended like it was okay. And and you can have a defense mechanism when it comes to certain things, but if it's something you're insecure about that you can change, I would definitely suggest you work on changing that. Don't try to change the world's perception of it. Change how you, um, how are you going to deal with it and how you're going to eliminate this problem out of your life. Yes. So don't, my tip is don't pretend like it's okay. I've heard all type of sayings of big, what is it? Big, big girls are the new black. Yeah. I've heard, um, be I, I can't even I, I would have to literally go on one of those sites and some people genuinely feel like that and that's okay I'm not telling you not to be comfortable in your own skin and I'm not even telling the people who aren't comfortable in their own skin to just walk around feeling uncomfortable until they do something about it no love the skin you're in but don't pretend like this is something that you're completely happy with and you have no desire to change and then try to get to change other people's perception to validate how you are and that it's okay just so that you can feel you more lack, confident just because you, you lack, lack motivation. the motivation and the discipline to do that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, motivation is one of those things that we rely on so much to get stuff done. And I think the, some of the most successful people are successful because they've quickly learned this concept and this lesson that it ain't motivation that's going to push you through and help you to be more productive, Mm -hmm. you know, and you absolutely have to understand that it's discipline and a habit. And we talked about on a few episodes back, this concept of doing versus becoming Mm -hmm. and this concept of doing everything that a health conscious person does versus becoming a health conscious person. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We did. did You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Talked about, you know, getting new gym shoes, getting the outfit, getting the gym membership, getting the trainer, um, posting all the new quotes and sayings. Yeah. Yeah. But in reality, you haven't worked on changing your mindset, your thought process, then you haven't made health a part of your core value system in your life Mm -hmm. you're just doing the things that a person who does value that would do but you're not becoming a different person you're not implementing habits that will create discipline Mm -hmm. right you're not in the heat of the moment choosing the gym over happy hour yeah i remember what my mother told me and she told me this and when she was really really sick so everything she was saying at that moment really was like okay you know this this is the truth basically but she told me this and i don't know if i kind of believed her she was like, you know, because I wasn't, I had started exercise and I was really on this really like strict regimen. I was running every day. And as she got sicker, I had stopped. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I haven't worked out in like a week or two. And she said, it's okay. She was like, once the flame of fitness is lit in you, trust me, it will not burn out. So I'm like an emotional, but <laughs> I say that to say it has to be lit in you. You can't pretend you can't, you can't do all the things and, and, pretend to be these things you have to really become that thing and I really became that thing so even when I fell off for a week or two it, I had become that person so yeah. after like a week or two or three I was right back on it yes. right back on it because it didn't die even though I hadn't did it in a week or two it didn't die it was lit I had I had became that person yes. so you can do all of the things you like she said buy the outfit and buy the shoes and you can go to the gym and post things on Instagram and Facebook and tell everybody, hey, look at me, I'm working out. But if you in your mind have not said, 
this is important to me and this is why this is important to me and this is why I won't stop. And even when I don't see results within a week or two, I'm not going to stop because I know the value of it. I have to show people that I can do this, including myself, because I'm motivating people on whatever your reason is. You have to find that reason and keep going, keep pounding, keep pushing mm-hmm. for that reason. Yes. Because if you have not adapted that in your spirit, yes, those flames will die out before they're even lit good. Oh my God. So good news. You're going to be so happy to hear this. So remember, like, I think it was last year and I asked you a question that I had heard at a conference that I had just come back from. And it was like, what are your like top five or top three core values? Oh, yeah. yeah things yeah. that you value, right? And you remember that family was not one of my core values. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I don't know how to feel about that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you made me feel really good about it. Like, it's okay. You don't, that don't, you know, your family and your relationships with your family don't have to be in your top core values, right? Um, but it, it wasn't one of my, like, one of my core values was, like, achieving yeah, and, you know, remember, yeah. going after greatness and fitness, but it wasn't spending time with my family and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, this year, 2017, you know, we made the commitment to use things less and to love people more. And so, these past three months of the year have been amazing for me with regard to intentionally having more experiences in my life with people. Mm-hmm. And so, at first... In the, in the beginning of the year, like January, the first four or five weeks in the year, it was something that I was doing um, very consciously. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, let me schedule some time to spend with this person. Let me do this. Let me right. let yeah. me make sure that I reach. It was on my to-do list. I'm like, let me reach out with so-and-so who I haven't heard from in a while. Everything I did with trying to build better relationships with people was very premeditated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Inorganic. Yeah, kind of, but it would, but at, you yeah, would enjoy it, but I would enjoy it, but it was definitely an effort to do it. Right. Yeah, you're right. Why just last week I'm riding down the road and I'm like, oh my God, I kind of miss my mom. So I, I called her at work. She answered her phone. I text her, whatever. And I'm like, I called her two times because like, it, it was like last Wednesday and I'm like, you know what? I should take my mom out to lunch today. So it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I called her, her her desk phone like three times. Like, I want to surprise you and treat you to lunch. And she didn't answer. And she kept calling me back later on that evening. And I like cussed her out. I'm like, why didn't you answer? I was going to take you to lunch today. Blah, blah, blah. But it was so, it, a thought came in my mind and I took action on it. It wasn't premeditated. It wasn't preplanned. I just genuinely wanted to have a, a experience with her. And I was like, holy crap. I'm becoming a person who values relationships with people over things. Because it was 101 things that I could have been doing from 12 to 2. Yeah, I was like. If you guys, you know, knew. Because, you know, when you said, you know, family wasn't a core value. Well, your top three. It's a core value, but not in your top three. And I was like, that's perfectly fine. And I remember you saying, um, well, maybe right now it's not. But maybe it will be one day. And I'm like, it will be, you yeah. know, don't worry about it right now. Right. So it, that's just so awesome to hear, but to, to translate it over to the topic we're having about motivation, she did something intentionally until she became that person. Yes. And so that's what we're trying to convey. You don't have to be motivated. Pretend you're motivated every day until you become that person that doesn't need motivation because habit has took over. You get what I'm saying? So you, when motivation lacks, let habit take over. When habit has not, when habit lacks, let what you've told yourself take over. Yes. And if you haven't told yourself something, 
to take over, make a list and make it a to-do list so that that can make you have a um, habit. So eventually you will have all those things and you won't need any of it because you'll just wake up. I remember, (laughs) it was so funny. I went, because I used to work at Trainers Total Fitness in West Bloomfield. And right after I got off of work, I would go to the gym and then to school. And so I would have my gym bag already packed and everything like that. So when I was at work, um, in the right, right in the middle of my shift, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't have my gym bag. Like I literally freaked out. And then I was like, I said today will be my rest day. Like I said, <laughs> I it was just, it was just so much. Like it was routine. It was habit. I completely forgot. Like okay, because I give myself a rest day once a week, and I chose that day right. when I normally don't choose that day. Okay. So I was like really freaking out that I forgot. I'm like, I have to go home. I'm gonna choose a different time, a different gym. I have to go later. And I was like, oh, it's a rest day. And so habit had really just kicked in like yes. you're supposed to go to the gym today right. i didn't even think about it right so yeah habit will de- habits are your we always say habits in a negative way right like your habits your habits but habits can be a really 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 good thing they can be your friend yes absolutely and if you like i don't know what to create should i create a habit of working out should i create a habit of eating right all we're saying is create a habit of taking action Right. Count down from five and just create a habit of taking action on things that, you know, need to be done immediately. Like just become a chronic action taker in that you do not let a ton of stuff fall by the wayside because you're giving yourself these excuses of I don't have time. I don't feel like it. Right. I'll do it after the kids graduate. I'll do it once I get the kids off to school. I'll do it once my husband does this. I'll do it when eliminate that sentence out of your vocabulary and do it now motivation is not going to get you where you want to be and 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 maybe it'll get you started but it definitely won't sustain you through whatever journey you're trying to take i want to introduce to you really quickly this new concept well maybe new to you but it's called activation energy okay okay so let me explain really quickly what activation energy is activation energy is the amount of energy that it takes to begin doing something versus the amount of energy it takes to sustain that action. Mm -hmm. So think about a time when you really, really didn't feel like doing something. And as always, we'll use exercise as an example. You're at home. You know you need to go to the gym today. Maybe you're chilling on your couch, on, on your bed, in your most favorite spot in your home. But you know, you know, you need to make the gym a priority today. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about how much energy it takes to get off the couch, put some clothes on, find your car keys, get in the car, drive to the gym, mm-hmm. get out the car, decide on what you're doing that day, what routine you're going to do that day, pick a machine. Have you ever been like just a thought of all that? It's just too much for me to bear. And you cop out like the amount of energy that it takes to get up and get to the gym. It is way more than amount of energy that it takes to sustain you through that workout. Right. And that's activation energy. Mm -hmm. So we have to muster up a little more activation energy and, and be comfortable with the fact that. It takes more energy to get started, but once you're going, so kind of like if you oh, think about how overwhelming it is to just think about starting a business. I got to get it registered. I got to think of a name. I got to buy a domain name. I have to build a website. I have to figure out how I'm going to market. I got to create social media pages. I have to um, generate leads. I have to decide, you know, what my right. onboarding process is going to be. I have to decide mm-hmm. on what my 
exit process is going to be for clients and products. I have to develop how to produce this. I have to decide on my fixed cost versus my variable cost. Just the thought of all of that, right? Starting a business, just the thought of all of that is overwhelming. And how many times have you decided that I don't even have the energy to begin it? Mm -hmm. But what if you've already started? Once you get over that hump, that one hump of one month of getting things off the ground, right? Once you've used that energy and you've gotten it off the ground, to sustain it is much easier. It's, yeah, it is, definitely. Right. And so that that's what usually discourages us is that lack of activation energy. Absolutely. Even, especially in these cold winter days. Like, <laughs> you know, people like, I want to go to the gym, but my house is warm and my car not. Uh, it hello. Can be, <laughs> hello. It can be that simple. My car is not warm and my house is. Right. I mean, who would choose to get in a cold car I'm to done. go somewhere and sweat to get back in a cold car? Oh, my God. That alone, let's just X out the fact that, you know, you got to choose the machine and you got to do this. Just leaving a cold, I mean, leaving a warm house to go somewhere into the cold may. To may do just, something that's going to hurt. To do something you don't even want to do. <laughs> that can keep you right where you are. That can keep you right where you are. But. I want to use an analogy because I, I haven't used an analogy in a minute. I realized what? that, yes, I have not used an analogy. So recently, um, I, it's so funny because the lady was so impressed with me and I because I walked really far because I walked, parked on the wrong side of the building. Uh-huh. And so I needed something from the car. She's like, where'd you park? I'm like, way over there. She's like, oh, my God, do you want to walk on the other side of the building so it can be short? I'm like, no, I got this, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, it don't worry about it. It's just, you know, maybe a mile to my car. It really wasn't. But I was like, yeah, I got it. So she was like watching me walk away. I knew she was watching me because I could like, you know, you could still feel somebody watching you. So I get to my car. As soon as I get to my car, I feel this extreme pain in my heel, right? So why I have to limp back? I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Like, oh, I guess that walk was, was a little too much for you. Right. Maybe you should have went through the building. But after that, um, when I had to go back, you know, to my car again, I ended up switching the Converse that I was wearing out to my Ugg boots, which are really, really comfortable. And that kind of eliminated the pain. I still felt it a little bit, but it eliminated drastically the pain. And so every time I would get out my car anticipating this pain, I would walk with the same limp I had when I had on my Converse because I'm anticipating. I don't want my heel to because it was really, really painful. I don't want that pain to shoot through my heel. I don't want it to hurt. And, and automatically, when it was time to put pressure on that foot to walk normal, I would kind of not do it. I would put that same pressure in the other foot. And people do the same thing with their workouts and with their health and wellness. Because it was hard for you the last time, because you didn't lose weight the last time, because, you know, nobody was on your side the last time, you don't want to do it this time. Come on but your now. circumstances are different this time. You're Ooh. more motivated. Possibly you gain even more weight than you were that, that time. Maybe you really are, maybe you can sustain it. Maybe you have a trainer now, more money to hire someone. Don't don't think about what happened the last time and treat it with the same anticipation of pain that you did the first time because things can be different for you. Mm-hmm. You can lose the weight this time. Your support system may be different. Your kids may be older and they don't need you as much. So don't don't anticipate pain. Don't anticipate you hate. You may like it this time. You right. may realize that it puts you in a mental, a better mental place this time. Yes. So like I did with my heel, I anticipated this pain like it's going to hurt. And started limping. And before. I started limping before I even felt the pain. <laughs> so how many of y'all out there limping before y'all feel pain? <laughs> <laughs> bring it home. Bring it home. <laughs> Really, I mean, that was a perfect analogy. You know, we anticipate discomfort. I hate it. We act on the discomfort. 
before we even give it. Versus giving ourselves a clean slate. Exactly. Right? Maybe you failed in a business before. This is the third or fourth business you've tried to start. Right. You know, maybe you failed in a company before and you weren't you weren't promoted the way you wanted to. So now you don't even apply for new positions mm-hmm. at this new job. Right. 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 Like you said, you've tried to lose weight a million times. How many of us have? I think I think anyone probably over the age of 25. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, it's getting even younger these days. But most people have tried and failed. And losing weight. Right. And so we anticipate failure. We anticipate discomfort. We anticipate looking a certain way. We anticipate embarrassment. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we automatically pull back the reins. If we, if we take action at all, it's with so much caution mm-hmm. that we prevent our progress. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, we had a shoulder issue before, so now we won't lift weights past two pounds. Right. Right? So we're, we're taking action in a fearful way. Mm-hmm. And um, and it is demotivating us. Right. right? And off so, top. Off the top. Off though. top is demotivating us. And so we have to learn how to not only take action, but give ourselves permission to take action with a clean slate. A clean mental slate. A clean mental slate. You are not the same person you were when you did it the first time. You are not the same person. And you have a right to fail and achieve achieve the same thing you desired to do before and accomplish that. Yes. So it's not not the same. Please, like she said, a clean slate. Start with that each and every time. I don't care if it was a month ago and you failed at it. That's okay. The fact that you started again says something about you. So you have to remember that. Just keep trying with the same intensity and the same amount of effort effort each and every time and if the last time you and maybe the last time you started off at 60 percent this time give it 100 percent. that will change the dynamics of how everything will work out yeah i know i uh when i first started professionally fit i got a client who had lupus and i never i had worked with somebody who had lupus before but the person i had worked with who had lupus before didn't have very many flare-ups. It wasn't a major issue in our training. Right. And so when this new client asked me, you know, have you ever worked with somebody who had lupus before? I'm like, yes, because I remember the previous client being able to do everything I right. gave her. She never complained about anything, really. Nutrition wasn't an issue. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And so I was actually, this is the opposite. I went into this situation confident. Like, like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I does clients with lupus. That's what I do, you know. And so I began working with her. We weren't seeing results. And, you know, no matter what we tried, she wasn't losing weight. And she was always having issues with exhaustion. She was would have issues with um, some of her muscles and nerve issues and pain and discomfort. And I really, really, really lost my motivation to train um because it was tied to my confidence as a trainer right and eventually you know she ended up canceling and we without us really seeing full-on results and I felt really bad so fast forward a couple months later I got another client with lupus Mm -hmm. and so now I'm going into this situation and I'm like instantly I'm like "Uh uh-oh you know, am I going to be able to truly help her? Am I going to fail? Am I going to fail? Because I had one great situation. I had one not so great situation. But of course, the not so great situation is going to trump, you know, how we do. And, you know, I decided to be human. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I'm instantly scared. And she's been killing it. She's lost 10 pounds so far. And so but I like every time, every time I walk into every session, how you feeling today? Are you in a flare up right now? What's going on? But it also 
pushed me and we'll talk about this on another episode I really want to talk about this on another episode but it pushed me to become greater Mm -hmm. because I went and researched lupus even more you know I started autoimmune diseases what should they eat what shouldn't they eat what exactly is happening to her body what's attacking what what's you know a great way to train what's not a great way to train like how can your discomfort in a situation make you better you know, instead of just shrinking to that insecurity, mm-hmm. how can you use a tool to push past it? And that typically molding it. Because now I go into our sessions like, okay, this is what, this is what I do know right. is that you need to give up this sugar. That's it. That's number one. Because sugar and dairy shuts down your immune system. And I'm like, we don't need that because you have an autoimmune disease. And so clearly, right? clearly. <laughs> so now, you know, I'm even more motivated to treat her mm-hmm. and train her. But like you said, I had a past situation that really put a dampening on my confidence as a trainer um and 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 really demotivated me Mm -hmm. so you can't allow like you said past situations to dictate future behavior right and what i want to also suggest too is stop thinking and feeling because you have this huge support system when you had this baby oh my god my mother and everybody was there for me oh when I went to school my husband was so supportive oh when I did this and my friends were when it comes to health and wellness for some reason those same people that had your back on everything else may not be on your corner for this your support system may lack significantly because number one you used to go to these restaurants with these people and eat all these fat you know fried foods and now you're like oh no i i you know just pass me the you know salad or whatever is healthier a healthy option or you're like nah i'm not gonna hang out tonight i want to get up early in the morning and work out and you may not have that or even worse Girl, you're fine. You know, your husband or whomever or your wife may like you bigger. Oh, I like a, you know, a big bear of a man or I like him thick as a woman. And you have to decide what you're comfortable with. You may not have that support system. You And I'm when I say support system, your initial support system that you thought you had, seek out a support system if you lack one in your uh, in your family or whoever you've been hanging out with. And also, you know, don't get discouraged when people don't, and I hate to use this term clap for you because it's overused, but everyone does not clap for you. That's just how it is. My own journey, no one was clapping for, for me. No one was, everybody was like, okay, you're on your soapbox. Okay. You've been doing this thing for two months. Now you think you're an expert. Oh, now you, okay. Now you this. And now I didn't have that much support. It took me maybe about a year into it before people start recognizing that, oh, you're serious about this thing. You're not turning down, you you know, not going to turn away from this lifestyle. This is who you are now. And then they start asking me questions. So don't get discouraged when people don't, who don't support you initially. Eventually you're going to motivate somebody. Yes. They are watching you. And even if the person that you would love the shape that you had, if you don't love it, then you can change it. It's that simple you do not owe anyone because you met them and and you were this one size and now you want to be this size and now they're not kind of not feeling it right that you feel like well you owe it to them no you don't yes you don't owe them anything but to be a good friend a good spouse or good good daughter whoever that's all you owe to another person anything that anything subjective of what's pretty and what's beautiful what's handsome is their business it's Mm -hmm. not yours Mm -hmm. yep I agree a thousand percent. You should always uh, guide your own ship. 
You know, I've been with Troy for so long and I was just thinking recently about how I've been like probably two or three different people over the course of the years. And he just be riding with me when I was fat, (laughs) when I was thin, when I was a nine to fiver, since I've been an entrepreneur, I've been in school with him two or three times, like everything. He just allowed me to ebb and flow, ebb and flow. And it's amazing to have that support. But if you don't, you have to be secure enough in your life, in your situation, and who you are and in who you want to become, mm-hmm. right? To push past that. So don't not take action, you know, because you thought you were going to be motivated by a support system and you thought you were going to be motivated about, you know, being accepted and you're not. Mm-hmm. We have to take Doctor, action. Doctor, significant other was going to be hitting the gym with you. And they like, uh, no. Right. That's, that's what you want to do. <laughs> I'm good. Or like me, thought we all was going to give up dairy and meat. Girl, all of us. And Troy like pass the cheese. I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> I, this was, wait. Wait, what? No, remember we had, like, no, I remember you had. Right, right. So imagine, because he still eats dairy. Mm-hmm. And first of all, it was, you know. It was a jab to me. I took it real personal. <laughs> like, no, but I could have easily got demotivated and be like, uh, I guess we're not doing that, you know. Some, but I don't, I don't need permission for my belief systems, mm-hmm. you know, and we have to realize that. So motivation ain't loyal. It's not wow. going to come from where you think it's going to come from, and it's not going to be there when you need it. Mm-hmm. You know, we lay in bed at night motivated about getting so much done the next day. And then mm-hmm. the next day comes and maybe we do and maybe we don't. But you avoid that by creating discipline, by creating habits and by becoming a different person, not just doing the things that a person like that would do. All right. Finally, let's bridge the gap. Let's bridge OK, it. so let's bridge the gap between um, motivation ain't loyal and entrepreneurship and or a professional career or a nine to five. So why is it so important to take action on things even when you're not motivated in entrepreneurship? I cannot even tell you how staying ready is beyond important in business. And for example, the the example I just used with having the clients with lupus, mm-hmm. If I hadn't had that client with lupus and went out and eat researched, even though she was no longer a client with me, right. I would not have been ready for my next client and been able to enter that relationship with much more confidence. When I ran into somebody I knew in the past recently, um, for like last year, I always had a desire to have like some type of corporate contract or to work with corporations. I'm like, I want professionally fit to have a business relationship with like Blue Cross Blue Shield right. and all these. I want to come in as like their corporate trainer and their corporate nutrition expert, self-development expert. And so I just sat out and wrote a business proposal. I didn't have a proposal. I didn't know who I was going to send it to. And then I just recently ran into somebody who I met before. And he's like, you know, I have a contact at Blue Cross Blue Shield. Like if I was to send you their email tomorrow, are you ready with a proposal? And I was like, well, yes, yes, I am. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And, you know, just out of nowhere. And I took action on it when I thought about it, not when the opportunity came knocking. And so it's so important that when you want something, you take action on it in business. It, I cannot even tell you how now, you know, the beginning of the year came around so fast. It's time to do taxes. I have to do corporate taxes now because my company is incorporated and not LLC. And I decided I was going to hire an accountant to do them this year. 
if I hadn't taken action last year on being very strict and strategic about doing all my profit and loss statements and making sure I'm keeping track of our expenses and our revenue, then I would not have been prepared to get my taxes and I could potentially loss, you know, this year. So it's very, very important that um, you don't rely on motivation and business to get things done. You get up and get it done. Yeah, I absolutely agree. People rely on motivation a little bit too much in business. Um, My example of motivation is setting a a new standard depending on how you feel that day. Like you should have, no matter what, a standard of what you will contribute to your job every day. I don't care if you're hungover. I don't care if you're sleepy. I don't care. Okay, this day I'm going to be productive, but I went out last night. I'm going to be unproductive. So you're relying on motivation. No, don't rely on motivation. Rely on the type of standard, the type of employee that you want to be at work. And I've said this before, just because you're going to get paid regardless, don't just do, don't just be mediocre because you can get away with it. And I'm not saying you have to be like a superwoman or a superhero at work. But if you know that you didn't even put um, any effort or you were busy doing nothing or you were talking most of the day because you can get away with it or breaking a million times because you can get away with it and, and at the end of the day, you did half of what you did the day before knowing that you didn't give 100 you didn't even get 50%. That to me is not okay. That's where motivation versus who you are as a person and who you are as an employee is supposed to tie in together. You should, like I spoke on um, my kids and not giving them a religion. My thing for them is I want you to be a, a morally driven person every single day, regardless of what your religion is. I want you to be able to look in the mirror and be okay with the decisions you made that day. I want you to have morals, to have standards, the way you treat people. And that's the same thing as work. No matter what, you should be okay with how you went to work and the, and the amount you accomplished in that day. No matter what. It shouldn't depend on if someone is watching you. Yes. It shouldn't depend on if you are feeling good or not feeling good or whatever. If you went to work, you were feeling well enough. Mm-hmm. Or you should stay. You should have stayed home. Mm-hmm. But... Things like that. Just what type of decide what type of employee you want to be, what type of worker you want to be, if you want to be promoted. And and another thing is comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I cannot explain this enough. People rely on what they're comfortable with. Um, you know, I'm going to do uh, this amount of work because that's what I normally do. You can you can uh, be an overachiever some days. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Try to go, you know, set the bar a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's so important that you decide on who you want to be and show up as that person versus, like you said, based on how you're feeling that day. I I love what you said about, you know, okay, I gave this much yesterday, but I'm only going to give this much today. It's the same thing in business, guys. Every single week, I have to write a blog for our website. Without fail, I absolutely refuse to miss a week. And some of my weeks, obviously, are more busy than others, right? Every time I sit down to write a blog post for that week, I read it and I ask myself one question. Lisa, is this your best? Is this your best on this topic? Mm -hmm. Because I know every time when I kind of half-assed that blog post and Mm -hmm. just wanted to get it done 
and the reader is going to know. Right. Right. The receiver is going to know. And so I have to ask myself in my, this is my company. I'm representing me always. And I never want to have the product and the work and the content that I produce be based on how I'm feeling, whether or not I was motivated in that moment. I need to show up. And that my friends is integrity, right? So what standards do you hold yourself to at work? What standards do you hold yourself to in your business and in your company? How are you going to be professionally fit every single day and not base those things just on what's going on around you based on who you're dealing with or working with? I show up to every session on time. I, I, If I'm late to an appointment or a training session with a client, it's something that was absolutely out of my control. It's never because mm-hmm. I overslept. It's never because of the weather or the traffic because you know that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It's always because of something that was out of my control. And what has happened is people have come to expect that from me. And clients will text, text me five or ten minutes before the appointment. Lisa, I know you're there. Mm-hmm. Right? right but I just want you to know x y and z is going on right. so I show up not based on whether or not I hung out late with you the night right. before I hung out late with Jay so I'm gonna text this client and see if we can move it back right. 30 minutes mm-hmm. no I'm not driven by motivation as many times I'm not motivated to train but people are paying me for a service I want certain results and I'm representing my company so I show up I'm not driven by motivation I'm driven by habit and discipline Yeah, that's really good information. One last thing I would like to add before we get out of here is that, just like she said, being consistent every day. I'm always shocked. I don't know how I get shocked by these things, but I I get shocked at how people treat other people based on what went on before work. Like, at my job, you will never know that I just had the worst day. I am so consistent with how I treat people, mm-hmm. it's not even funny. No one know, and I and I realized it was so, it, it really touched me when I came back from my Tennessee trip. When I got back, the first, somebody, someone texted me when I was out of town, you got to hurry up and get back. I can't take it, right? right. I said, love, love, I'll be back uh, tomorrow morning, bright and early. And then when someone else saw me, they ran up to me and hugged me like, I missed you so much. Then someone else came over like, I just miss seeing your face. Then somebody else came over and was like, it was so dead around here without you. Nobody was laughing. Right. And I realized if they only knew how some days I'm in the worst mood, but I refuse to not treat y'all or come in here with a chip on my shoulder. Because like I always say, those problems that you came into work with will be there when you leave. Trust me, if you sit with an attitude all day, that don't make your problems go away. So don't, you know, have the motivation to be a good person sometimes. Just say, I am, I mean, I've literally claimed this person claim to be this person and now I am that person I want to be the type of person that adds value anytime I come in a room I realize that I literally light up people's day and I am going to consistently be that person so it doesn't some days I'm not motivated sometimes I don't want to talk but I still treat people nicely Mm -hmm. they can't come over to me and say hey this and I'm like you know giving them the cold shoulder because I'm having a bad day right so you know even not just talking about your work ethic, but just being consistently, like she said, she's always on time. That's a character thing. That's integrity. Mm-hmm. And I refuse to treat people one way this day, one way that day. Oh, I'm your girl this day, but I don't really mess with you like that, that, that day. Right. Your problems will wait for you when you leave work. Oh so my consistency God. in your character yes. is definitely motivation. Yes, absolutely. Guys. I hope you got something out of this episode today. We put it all on the table, Jay. Like, <laughs> definitely. I don't. I don't know, but I really. This is just a really important subject because I'm so sick of people p- saying that motivation is 
you know, they don't have it. Right. And I'm like, well, you don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to have a strong enough desire to be different than you were the day before. Absolutely. Absolutely. As always, guys, you can catch this episode and past episodes on our website at www.professionallyfit.co. We're also out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just be sure to search for Professionally Fit. We'll be back here next Monday with another episode on Professionally Fit Radio. Until then, be well.